When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kind of the direction to, to Alan and his team was to go make the best iron you can make. Don't concern yourself with, don't, don't make compromises in order to take, to keep costs out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, the 113th episode of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can follow me on Twitter at GolfUnfiltered. Send me an email, GolfUnfiltered at gmail.com. So one of the newest irons that have hit the market as of late that have gotten a lot of buzz are the new Callaway Epic and Epic Pro irons. And with me today to talk a little bit more about these exciting clubs is Mr. Luke Williams from Callaway Golf. And Luke, you are the Senior Director of Global Product Strategy, Irons and Putters. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for agreeing to come on. And aside from your title, Luke, for the listeners who might not uh, know the name, why don't you let us know a little bit more about yourself and how you got started with Callaway? Uh, sure. I've been at Callaway for uh, 21 years now. I started uh, in r and I started actually working at our test center, um, doing player testing and run robot tests and that sort of thing. Moved from there into our product design group. Um, I spent about 16 years in R&D in various roles in the product design team and uh, led that product design team as sort of my my last role in that group in R&D. And then I was pulled out to take a, a role in this where we established these category leaders. And those roles have changed a bit over the last few years, but... Um, have been in something similar to that uh, since then. Perfect. And obviously, you know, when I reached out to Callaway, they wanted me to speak to the person who knew the most and the best person to speak to about the new Epic Irons. And obviously, we've got the right guy here. Uh, and, you know, Luke, obviously, there's a lot of buzz that's going on about the Epic Irons. Um, first and foremost, of course, the name Epic. It's obviously uh, continuing the line of the super popular and successful Epic driver and up uh, and yep. Epic Sub Zero driver. Um, is there a plan, I guess, moving forward to continue the Epic name uh, past this year, or wh- where are we going with that? Uh, yeah, I would imagine that we will continue to uh, see Epic products. Our uh, product life cycles um, are we're trying to stretch them, and and we're getting more towards two years certainly with irons um but our um our woods are headed that way too so epic the epic products will continue in line uh through next year both the woods and uh as well as these irons obviously which are launching kind of mid-year so um yeah they'll be epic will still be a big part of our our plans for next year they're awesome clubs up to this point and listeners i've not tried the new epic irons and luke they're actually set to release we're recording this on wednesday they're set to to be ready for pre-order uh tomorrow right uh that's right we've got 
we got pre-order coming up. We've got um, all the fitting components to get out by this Friday, actually. Um, so yeah, we're getting ready, getting ready to, to let them go. Awesome. And I know a lot of people are excited about them. There's a lot of buzz, like I said earlier, on social and elsewhere. But, you know, Luke, obviously, as the name implies, Epic, people think distance. And mm-hmm. even just looking a little bit at the specifications for the Epic irons, I can tell that the irons are a little bit stronger in loft. Um, but before I go too deep into that, maybe we can talk a little bit about just the, the concept behind the Epic irons, you know, obviously distance plays a role in drivers and, and metal woods. A lot of golfers like myself, uh, struggle a little bit with, uh, our distance with irons as well. Is this a direct, uh, connection to that with the, uh, the new Epic pro and Epic irons? Uh, that's certainly one, one component of their design. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, Drivers for long for years, um, golf manufacturers were really focused on trying to create uh, more distance in drivers. And with some of the regulations imposed by the USGA and the RNA, we were all sort of racing to get to the limits um, that they had set or pull back from from them if we had gone beyond them. Um, and then, really, you know, from there, um, that some of that technology and that that emphasis on distance moved into the fairway wood category and then from the fairway wood category into the hybrid category. And I think just sort of the natural progression has now uh, made its way into the, into the iron category as well. So, um, you know, people love hitting their driver longer, but most golfers we find um, also want to hit their irons longer. They're more comfortable hitting an eight iron than a seven iron um, or a nine iron than an eight iron. So um, if we can give them, more distance uh, with their irons, uh, generally golfers uh, uh, want that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I know I do. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're definitely hitting, hitting it there. Now, you know, one of the big uh, design features of the Epic Driver uh, was the jailbreak technology, which everyone, mm-hmm. you know, knows about now. And I absolutely love, I, certain, I've, uh, I have an Epic Driver myself. Um, but in the back of the Epic irons, there appears to be a little bit of that going on as well. Now, I, the design, and we'll get into a little bit more specifics about the design here in a minute, but on the back of the Epic irons, it appears that there's a little bit of that, that jailbreakness, I guess, uh, to the club. Is that a, a pur- purposeful thing, or maybe a little bit more about the, the stability of the head with those bars on the back of the club? Yeah, it was really, I mean, it performs a similar type of function in that it's, it stiffens the body so that the face is allowed to flex more. Um, so it's not, not unlike what we've done with jailbreak in the driver, but it's a, it's a different, um, it is a different kind of way of doing it. So we call that an exo cage, and it's the, the body of the iron um, what we're trying to do is, is, as I said, stiffen the body so that the face can flex more. Um, and then we want to, you know, save as much weight as possible um, in that structure so that we can redistribute it elsewhere in the head where it's more beneficial to performance. So the construction of this iron is really unique. Um, it has a face cup like we've had uh, for a few years now in our irons, and that's really our, what we believe is the best um, ball speed distance generating technology um, in the category. Um, it's come down from fairway woods to hybrids and, and now into our irons. Um, with this one, the face cups go through the entire set. And the fact that we make our irons that way with 
uh, two pieces allows us to do some other things differently as well. So uh, we've taken a lot of weight out of the, the hosel area mm-hmm. of the club. Um, we've done that in the past with our bore-through designs, but this is actually an even more efficient way to do it. Um, if you see some of the cutaways of the iron, you can mm-hmm. see that the, the whole um, hosel area is hollowed out. So where in an iron like an apex iron, that section of the, the club head, the, that hosel weighs about 61 grams. Uh, in an epic iron, it weighs only 38. Mm-hmm. So um, save a significant amount of weight there that we can then redistribute elsewhere in the head um, to make the club head more forgiving, to get the center of gravity where we want it, to be able to move the center of gravity through the set as we'd like um, to really optimize the performance of each iron. One of the interesting things about that weight distribution, and I'm looking at a cutaway right now on CallawayGolf.com um, of the Epic Iron, is you've you've put more weight towards the sole of the club, and I imagine that that helps with launch conditions. Yeah, so well, it does, and then we we vary it through the set. So um, in the long irons, we put more weight low, uh, lower in the head, and we the weight is positioned a little bit towards the heel or sorry, towards the toe, mm-hmm. um, we do that in order to get the center of gravity low, but also in line with the center of the face. So in most iron designs uh, with heavier hosels, the, the weight of that hosel pulls the center of gravity toward the heel. So it's difficult to overcome that in, in the design. So um, what we have is this mimmed tungsten uh, standing wave, mm-hmm. which is a, a separate piece. Uh, that we use this metal injection molded um, process um, to create this weight where we can get a very specific density, we can get a shape um, that's very, uh, very precise, and we can change it through the set. So each iron has a different uh, mimmed weight, and the location of that varies through the set. Um, So that in longer irons, we're really trying to get the center of gravity lower um, to create higher flying shots. Um, and then as we move down to the lower irons um, and into the wedges, we actually want the center of gravity to come up mm-hmm. um, so that we can have a little more penetrating ball flight, generate a little bit more spin in those kind of scoring clubs. And listeners, there's a really cool little slider graphic on CallawayGolf.com. You can kind of see yeah. the difference, exactly what Luke was just talking about, uh, the three iron versus the nine iron. And, you know, Luke, um, as we move into the Epic Pro irons, uh, it's a little bit of a smaller head, something that Mm -hmm. may appeal to the better player, someone who likes more of that forged look. But I think it's safe to say and fair to say that this, the appearance of the Epic Pro is anything but your classical, traditional forged iron. Um, What went into that design? And is this uh, maybe a move for Callaway into a different appearance for their clubs? Um, I don't, this, this is a different line of, of product for us. It's a new, it's a new, uh, a new product line. So mm-hmm. it has its own unique look. I don't think it's necessarily going to influence, um, future designs, but it, but it gives it its own unique look and tries to highlight, uh, some of the technologies that we're, we're using. Um, in this set or in this case, the Epic Pro was actually the first iron, um, that we designed and then, 
once we had that designed, we, we designed a, a standard or a game improvement type of iron to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the project really kicked off with our CEO, Chip Brewer, um, talking to Alan Hocknell, our head of R&D, and, and asking him, you know, what, what would be the iron that, that you would want to play if you could design an iron for yourself? Um, now, I, I argue not coincidentally, Chip and Alan tend to like similar types of irons, so... Mm-hmm. I think Chip was also um, thinking in the back of his mind that if Alan designed an iron that he liked, um, Chip would probably like it too. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. <laughs> but Alan, yeah, but Alan, Alan's a good player. Um, he's a you know single-digit handicap, five or six. Um, he tends to prefer more traditional-looking irons. Um, and historically, um, in our line and and really others as well, those pro style or better player irons tend to not have a lot of the technology that, that a game improvement or super game improvement iron would have. So um, things like face cups and some of the things that, that enable more distance and, and a little bit more forgiveness. So, um, so you know, as Alan and, and the team in R&D said about designing this, they wanted to try and incorporate some of those technologies into a um, an iron that that looked like um, like an iron that a better player would want to use, mm-hmm. um, had that you know solid feel um, that and sound that that those players expect, uh, the kind of you know size and top line and offset and things that um, that those players are comfortable with, but give them you know some of these other technologies to to really improve performance. It's hard if you're if you're working with a you know, a forged muscle back or a forged cavity back single piece iron, um, you know, there are limits to how much you can do to really affect performance. So mm-hmm. um, by kind of taking off some of those restrictions and opening up the construction and the, the technologies, um, it's allowed us to get a lot more performance out of that type of iron. I actually really like the design of the irons. I think they are truly unique, and I know that word gets thrown around a lot. You know, unique almost becomes cliche at some point, but this is certainly an iron that we've not seen before. Um, And with the benefits that you've just described, Luke, in regard to how it could benefit a regular golfer's game, or anyone, any golfer, actually, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of distance and everything, you know, it's certainly an attractive club. And then, of course, with any new set of, of irons, there comes the price point. And yep. Callaway has been very uh, transparent with the fact that this is a premium line of clubs, and it's not unlike what other brands have done uh, with a more premium set in relation to other sets that they may offer. Now, obviously, there's mm-hmm. other brands that only specialize in premium, but maybe we talk a little bit about the decision to go into that realm of a higher-priced club line, because these, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, they retail for two fifty a head. Is that correct? They'll be two fit in, yeah, with a steel shaft, two fifty um, per stick. Okay. And two eighty in graphite. Gotcha. And so with that that price point, obviously that uh, kind of caters to a a different type of of golfer from a socioeconomic status. Uh, sure. What what was the the concept behind that move? Well, I think there were a few things that that played into that. One was when we were designing and developing the iron, um, kind of the direction to, to Alan and his team was to go make the best iron you can make. Don't, don't concern yourself with cost. Don't cut corners. Don't, um, sort of design it, um, 
don't don't make compromises in order to to take to keep cost out mm-hmm. um and then we'll see you know where that rolls up and we'll price it where we need to price it um and if the performance justifies the the price then uh then we're you know confident um with with that positioning um the other fact is, there are other a few other things one is um we have a broad line of iron so um this isn't the only iron in our portfolio and we certainly know that not everyone is going to want to spend two hundred and fifty dollars uh per stick for a set of irons uh and that's fine we have other irons that are that are uh, less and in some cases significantly less than that so um we're not abandoning other price points we're just uh coming up with an offering in this newer kind of emerging price point that's Mm -hmm. becoming i'd say a more significant category there are certainly um you know, golfers out there and consumers even beyond golf that are interested in ultra premium products and for whom, you know, price is, is not an object. Um, so, you know, we, as the number one, as the uh, category leader, we're the number one, uh, we have the number one irons in golf, the number one market share. We want to make sure that we've got an iron, um, to satisfy all of the different segments in the in the marketplace, and this mm-hmm. is certainly one. This sort of ultra premium category, and other industries, other brands follow a similar model. I mean, this isn't necessarily anything new, and, and it shouldn't come as a surprise uh, to golfers or the consumer. Um, and you know, Luke, what I find interesting is as we begin to uh, you know, roll more clubs out. And you had said earlier that the release cycles for Callaway, you're all planning on maybe making those a little bit longer, which in my opinion, and I've been very vocal about this, I think is a great idea. Um, we also don't want to lose sight of the fact that, like you mentioned, there are other irons within your lines. Um, you are a market leader in that. And, you know, one of the things that I've thought and also uh, spoken to others about was, is the Epic actually replacing anything? Um, For example, the Apex line, which is extremely successful, uh, one of the best irons I've ever hit, to be truthful. Um, Is the Epic going to replace that, or is that going to, to your point, kind of the Apex still have its its, uh, niche for the golfers that that love Callaway? Yeah, no, the uh, Apex line is not getting replaced by Epic. This is is a new uh, sort of iron category for us. Apex will continue. We'll continue with the, the current, apex cf16 and the pro uh through this year um so those irons have done have been tremendous uh for us from the original um which which was great and i think kind of started us back on sort of a leadership path uh path in the category um to these latest uh irons that just continue to to do amazingly well uh, in terms of performance and and in the marketplace, we're selling. Um, we've been back ordered for much of the year, which has been a little bit frustrating. But <laughs> it's been because they've sold so much better than we expected. Our forecasts have continued to go up, and this is, you know, it's not quite two years old yet, but it's in its third calendar year. We launched it um, in the end of 2015, so. Um, we're seeing, you know, continued demand sort of beyond what, what we expected or what we've seen recently. And I think it's a, um, it's just a, it's a tribute to the performance of that iron and, um, and how much people like it and, and how well, how well it performs. Um, so, but that we have no intention of, of, uh, 
of replacing that line that will continue as it is and it and at some point we will will bring a successor to those irons um they will definitely continue they're they're a very important piece of our uh of our iron business for sure I think you just made a lot of Apex fans very happy with that answer, Luke. So I'm, I'm yeah. glad to hear that, that those are going to be around still. And, you know, Luke, just uh, one more question for you uh, before I let you go. And thank you again for your time today. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, with any new iron line that comes out, we think about the pros that might be playing them. And in my conversation with, uh, with Dave uh, Neville not too long ago uh, about the Epic Driver, uh, he had mentioned that there was an effort to get most, if not all, the Callaway staffers to play that club. Is there going to be mm-hmm. a similar effort with the Epic and or Epic Pro, or are we still going to kind of allow the guys to play the Apex if they like those or any of the other from the line? Yeah, we'll we'll I mean we'll let our our players play whatever they they play best with. Um, in the the irons, it's a little bit different than the driver. Part of the um, when we really made the push with the Epic driver, really what it was was just making a concerted effort to get get to the players early get them fitted uh get them into the best performing um head for them head and shaft combination best driver for them um so that you know once they were kind of kicking off the season and things got going they were comfortable and ready to go so we put more effort up front um in getting that those players converted and, and getting them exposed really to the product it wasn't hard to convert them once they got exposed in the case of the irons with the epic epic irons it would be the epic pro that the mm-hmm. tour players would use um we don't expect nearly that type of conversion in the iron and one of the the main reasons is um one of the reasons that for many you know people that that buy their golf clubs it'll be a great product is that these irons are going to be significantly longer than what our tour players typically are using so mm-hmm. whether they're using the mb or the or one of our uh, cavity back blades or apex pro these irons are going to be for them they'll be at you know at least a club probably more like 15 yards longer than what they're used to mm. um and most certainly pga tour pros aren't necessarily looking for for more distance i think when we've already had some requests um we've had we've exposed them to some of our pros as they've been around and as we've done some shoots with them, mm-hmm. um, we've had some requests for the long irons and I would expect we would get some, uh, some of the long irons in play. Um, in terms of full sets, we may have a couple on the PGA tour. I wouldn't expect a lot. I would think we would see more on the, maybe the champions tour or the LPGA tour. Sure. Um, but again, I think the, you know, it's, it sounds silly to most people, but I think they'll, they'll be too long for most tour players. That that makes complete sense. And kind of looking yeah. at some of these lofts, I, I totally understand what you're, what you're saying. So, uh, yeah. yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is Mr. Luke Williams from Callaway golf. And he is the senior director of global product strategy for irons and putters. And Luke, thank you again uh, for coming on to uh, the show to talk a little bit about the Epic irons. Yeah. Happy to do it anytime. <laughs>